This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Are you ready for summer? Here, we don't really actually have summer until late June, although I have a senior this year who gets to graduate a little earlier than his siblings get out of school. But here's another question. Did you think about values and boundaries when planning your summer? I am so excited to talk with the amazing Jenny Warner today. She's a parent coach who literally delights in helping parents learn how to make parenting fun and how to really let our kids figure out who they are. She's a mompreneur who has a 12-year-old, a busy husband, two dogs, an active, healthy lifestyle, and a really strong, fabulous spiritual practice. In other words, she's got a lot of balls in the air, just like the rest of us. And she's also a member of Flow365. So I know a lot about this because I see her show up and she always shows up with a smile. And I'm so excited. It's been amazing to witness over the past two years. She built this incredible business. So let me tell you a little bit more officially about Jenny. And then I have a quick announcement and then we're going to get her on the show. Okay. So Jenny is the chief empowerment officer of Shine Bright, which is her company. And she literally sees potential in people. And I can tell you this is so true. (laughs) She loves seeing the look of wonder in a kid's eye. She loves their imaginations, their questions, their optimistic spirits. She has developed some amazing programs to take parents and their children on a journey of discovery. And she really serves up the information that parents and children might need to go on a journey where they really together illuminate their worlds and allow themselves to see things differently from that place of wonder. So I'm super excited because my announcement actually involves Jenny. So I get pretty obsessed in May um, about a lot of things. (laughs) If you don't know this yet, May is my birthday month, and I'm really excited this month to be leading soul sessions with my mentor, Syl. And I've been realizing as I say this out loud that like, I don't know that that's the right wording to make you want to come, but these four sessions are going to be unbelievable if you are a woman who has not put yourself first in a long time. And a lot of that might be to do with the fact that you're wearing so many hats and leaning into all these different roles that you play. And as a result, really living your life from outside expectations instead of your inner guidance. And the month of May here in this, in our world of Plan Simple is going to be about really learning how to live from the inside out and then make a plan from that space. So the whole experience has four, what we're calling soul sessions with Syl and myself. And then 
we also are giving as a bonus, we're letting whoever signs up into two of our Flow 365 sessions, one of which is our monthly, what we call OM, and this is a guided meditation um, and practices to really understand um, and tune in to that inner knowing from a different place. The soul sessions are going to be more conversational. The monthly OM is a little bit more experiential. And then also we're going to let you into our monthly root, which is nervous system work. And this is really about having different tools and strategies to regulate your nervous system so that you can calm down in a way that will let you really hear your intuition and hear your own inner guidance. And I'm super excited to be doing this throughout the month of May. And then as we head into June, we're going to spend some time together making a plan, um, a 90-day plan, which will involve, you know, it's happening right at June. So it will involve the, th the three months that lead into the fall, or it can you can even plan beyond, but it's how to fold in what you really want how to fold that into your life, how to really make space for it. So I'm so excited for this opportunity. Now it's happening within Flow 365, but I'm opening it up to um, a bigger audience so that if there is somebody who's not ready quite yet to dive in for the year, um, you can come in and do these sessions and in five weeks, really create a different kind of plan for yourself um, from a whole different space. So go check it out. It's a unique opportunity, actually, to work um, this way with both Syl and I um, and with our other teachers for a five-week period. And it's just going to be wonderful. I know it. So if you are listening and this sounds appealing, please come join us. All right. And again, you can do that at plansimple.com. There will be a pop-up that comes right when you come to the site. There's also a bar at the top of the site that links you over to read all about and sign up for soul sessions. Okay. I can't wait to see if it's you who shows up. And then the second announcement that I want to make is that Jenny and I, who you're going to meet in a minute, are going to lead a challenge uh, in the second week of May after Mother's Day. We are going to lead a challenge where you get to plan your summer. But if you already have like camps and trips and all that stuff, still show up. This is a different kind of plan. We're going to be talking about all the things that we start to talk about on the show, values and boundaries, and how to really use the summer to deepen your understanding of your family values and how you can actually live from them. So you're like using the, the, the downtime that is summer to really practice these, but also the other thing that summer does, I don't know if it does this for you, but it definitely does this for me is it can really test our values. So some of the things that we just naturally are really good at folding into our lives and our, and our homes, like we in our home live, for a long time with not a lot of technology and still the summer really tested that um there's uh, bedtimes you know meal times all these things can really be tested in the summer so this is about really getting clear about what your values are so that you can really enjoy summer at maybe a whole different level so if that sounds exciting join us for that too um and you can do that, sign up for that by coming to plansimple.com slash challenge. And Jenny and I look forward to seeing you there. And absolutely, you can do both things and they'll really feed off of each other. You'll have an amazing May if you do both things. All right. So head on over to plansimple.com and we will guide you to all of those different places. All right, you all, let's get the amazing Jenny on the show. Hello, Jenny Warner. Welcome to the Plant Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Mia. I'm always happy to talk with you. Oh my gosh. So it's funny. I call you Jenny Warner, but it's, I think we have multiple Jennies in um, Flow 365, which you're part of. So I'm and so honestly, always referring to last name. <laughs> I have always been, I was maiden name was Jenny Morgan. I was always Jenny Morgan. And now I'm always Jenny Warner. It is, it's a, it's a one it's word a thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thing. love it. I love it. I love it. So 
let's let's take a minute just to introduce you to um, all the listeners. So will you just tell us a little bit about what it is that you balance and, you know, you know, you know what I'm thinking about when I say that, but, you know, tell us a little bit about motherhood, home, just all the things that you balance on a daily, weekly basis. Absolutely. So I am a mompreneur. I have a 12 year old son going on 21. (laughs) I have a busy husband. I have two dogs. I have a thriving, healthy lifestyle that I like to remain active in. So that's good. Yeah. And a, a fabulous spiritual practice. So that it is a lot of balls in the air, but it all, it's all cohesive. I love that. I love that. And I'm just thinking, cause I, so, so Jenny is a part of flow 365 and every time she comes to the call, she has this like huge smile. And mostly she's saying, you know, I had this amazing meditation this morning, or I had this amazing tennis game. And yet she's also (laughs) building this amazing thing. So you also are a coach to, to parents and you're really mentoring parents to be the best versions of themselves these days. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Exactly. Yeah. It just absolutely brings so much joy to my life. This, I mean, yeah, I'm over 50 now and it took me a little while to find my calling, but there were a lot of breadcrumbs along the way, but I absolutely love helping coach parents figure out how to make parenting fun and how to let their kids figure out who they are. Um, And it's just, it's so incredibly rewarding. And it all comes from a place of, because I didn't have it as I was in the early years. And um, so there was a lot of trial and error. And then I figured out, you know what, there's a lot of research there, but there's a lot of research that is kind of (laughs) crap and it doesn't feel good to me. And it is not what my intuition is telling me. Um, So I chose different routes. And I love what you're doing. Perspectives. Absolutely. And I love what you're doing. Cause I, I always think back when I hear what you're up to, I, I always think back to, you know, those, those new mom groups that we all join when our kids are first born. And, you know, a lot of times we pay and they're, they're sort of like taking us along the, the gear like route of like what stroller we need and, you know, how to swaddle your baby and, you know, all the things that you learn at the beginning. And then, you know, it's sort of, I felt like I was learning till food. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're on your own and it's kind of like, you know, first of all, I wish that when I was pregnant, I was reading books on parenting and I was not, I was reading books on birth and, you know, again, like, gear, like what I needed, like baby shot. Like I just wasn't focused on, on the right thing. So that's one thing I totally wish that I was thinking about earlier because Um, we had no idea. Yeah, exactly. To embark upon a hundred percent. And I find that every step of the way. So right now, you know, my kids are, are a little bit older and my oldest is heading off to college. And even this process is I'm like, why didn't all my friends who already had kids going to college, like, tell me these things because so much of it was was built up inside of me that this thing was hard and this thing was easy. And I'm like, why aren't we passing this all forward to like all the other people so that everybody knows what the process is like, right? Oh my gosh. Totally. And it was, it's a, it was a whole thing of, you know, the last 20, 30 years with, you know, all of this empowerment and I'm all about empowerment, but that you could do it all on your own, but no, 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 no. We really do need to go back to community and the village because we do need to share this information and every single one of our kids are different. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, and that's why I decided to create a community because no, we are all in this together. And we all well, have different I, it's, perspectives. It's funny. I was going to start at a different place, but let's let's start with let's start with parenting because you and I are about to embark on something really exciting, and we've been talking a lot about um, parenting and just where some of these holes are. And in a conversation, both of us, you know, noticed that the summer um, is a place where. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard inflection point, I think each year in parenting, because it's like the structure of the school year is over and it's not like we're stopping working. Um, and 
you know, a lot, a lot of things need to be signed up for a lot of things aren't free. We have this, yeah. we, we also have this desire, or at least I have this desire to want to take some time off and, and not be with kids, but you know, that's not, oh, you know, so it's like, there's, yeah. it's just this point. And I, I think what I notice a lot around me is we struggle with a lot of boundaries really, because, because yeah. it is this certain energy in summer. And, and so it's kind of like, we just let it all go to pick it back up in the fall. And, and both of us were talking and we're like, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like we no. don't have to let it all go. In fact, it could actually help grow us so that come fall, we're like at the next rung in our spiral staircase. Exactly. And it also leads in with like super high expectations as well, right? That like yeah. like holidays and like birthdays that you know there's this huge um yeah expectation. And that's where I think that um values and boundaries come in so nicely. And that's I think we once we we have to figure out what our boundary or what our values are. And when I mean values, I, you know, there's a personal value and then there are family values. Um, and I think there's also a huge distinction to be made about knowing what's really yours. So from a value perspective, what feels expansive versus yeah. what is the stuff that I am, what's the baggage that I'm carrying with me from the emotion yeah. of my childhood yes. um, as a value? So, Absolutely. Oh, I have. And that's basically what I do on a daily basis is help parents kind of unwrap, un, unpack the baggage. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk mm-hmm. about some specific examples. But well, first, let me ask you a question. Let me ask yep. you a question about just the energy of summer, because, you know, we talk so much around here and I know it's how you live your life too, about seasons. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a certain energy that comes with summer, a certain opportunity that maybe actually, um, how we might sort of fall into summer and, and do summer unconsciously, like actually fights the actual energy of summer. So mm. let's talk a little bit, let's set everyone up with just tell us about the energy of summer and what, what cool. summer is an opportunity to lean into. Well, for me, summer is definitely about expansion. It is, you know, the kids are going from one grade to another, they are they are growing physically, they're growing emotionally, they're growing psychologically as they prepare for new things. Um, people are outside more, and so there are um, less constraints around bedtime. There are less fewer constraints around, as we were talking about structure. And um, there's a bit more of the exploration, and you want to go do new things, and you want to try new things. And so with that comes, as the kids are physically, emotionally, psychologically growing, they're going to test boundaries. And um, that's what growth is all about, is pushing the limits and pushing to see how far can we take this. And as we're exploring, okay, let me try that way. Let me try this. The life's an adventure. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's interesting because yeah. also not to interrupt, but so like it's interesting because in summer, as a as a mother, you know, so they're testing boundaries, and I would say in summer, my natural inclination is not to be such a a cont- like I'm not such a firm container. So if like if kids need sort of a container for which to play this game of boundaries, sometimes I notice in summer, I'm like, yeah, just do whatever you want, you know, which probably isn't helpful to the kids. (laughs) Well, and that's why I think this conversation right now is the perfect setup because like you said, we're still, we still are happy. We still have to work and laundry still has to get done. And the stuff. Yes. yes. So how can we do all of that and have fun and be expansive when we still have walls that we need to, or a roadmap that we need to work within the ruts okay. of yeah. our roadmap. So let's talk so about the road, the roadmap and, yeah. and, and, and how, what values actually have to do with that? So, um, I think there are a couple of different ways to go about, I mean, I, values has kind of a negative connotation, right? Doesn't it, it has always felt to me as being kind of like oppressive or, um, 
I grew up Catholic. And so (laughs) (laughs) me too. Kind of enough said (laughs) values. (laughs) And um, it doesn't have to be that way. It can, it really can be expansive insofar as um, we in our house have a, or let me take a step back. So one of the big things that comes up in my house a lot is screen time. Yeah. And so we, st- I started doing my own internal work. Why is that such a trigger for me? Why is that such a thing? Why do I have to feel like I have to be so manipulative and naggy around screen time? So I unpacked that suitcase, if you will, and came to realize that I wanted to have more of a conversation and understand the perspective from my husband and from my son, why they feel so pulled towards being on their devices all the time. And so we had an open conversation about it, which was really insightful to me. My child is an only child. And so this is how he talks with his friends. My husband is um, uh, an adventurous Uh, likes to explore different things. And so this is a way that he gets to do that with different games and things like that. Um, So I came to understand that it's really actually important to them. And so what was it to me that I was feeling like neglected or I, I didn't, I, I was not getting out of them what I wanted. So that was one of my values I came to. Um, So as we had a conversation around it, we all decided that we really do like adventure and we do like um, to explore. So while they were exploring online with their friends and trying new things, I learned that I can explore in my own ways with I go on hikes and things like that. But then we also come together as family with a family value and say, okay, you know what? Yeah. I've been on for a couple of hours. Let's go do something. Let's go explore something. So we turned it from a contractive screen time limits to an expansive, let's go. It, that's enough time doing this. And that's enough time doing that with all of the distractions. Let's go do something expansive and exploratory together as a family. Yeah. I so that's that. one example. I love that. And, and I know- it really connects the kid to why they're doing it, which is such, I think, totally. an important, I mean- at some level, they can't really control it in their tween and teen years, right? Like, but yeah. but they can name it and be aware and, you know, in, in, in sort of mindful work, as you know, meditative work, like awareness is always the first step in, in change. So we're, exactly. we're planting that seed in them. I love that. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, you can't, you really can never start this too young. So I have a client who has a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And she is able to have these types of conversations. They have a family value of health. Um, So they're going to do all of these healthy things in their family. So when it's time to leave somebody's house, because it's time to go home and go to bed, she doesn't get the, why, why do we have to do that? I don't want to. No, no, no. She reminds them, remember, we've got our family value of health and we need to get our sleep so that we can go about our day tomorrow and learn new things. Yeah. So it really helps kind of curb all of the pushback. Yeah. I love that. And, and I feel like not only that, it also helps us. I mean, you know, you know, cause you've, you've worked with me that like plan in planning, you know, we can plan the same things mm-hmm. um, from a place of value and from uh, I think we're supposed to do this and they can play out very differently. So it's interesting because for me, family dinner was really coming. I don't know that I had the words like the, how you teach them quite yet, but, but one of the reasons family dinner was never hard was not because I was a good cook (laughs) because that was not the case or because I felt it particularly easy or I felt particularly energized at quarter to six every night, but because it, it, it literally met like many of my values in one, one hour period every day. Right. So it was like my value around connecting and um, listening and being healthy. Like all of those things were core values of my mine. And that was like, to me, it was like, oh my gosh, well, I can pull that off in an hour every day. That's worth the hardship, like the effort, like that's worth holding that boundary for. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing that the values are like an anchor, like a calm security blanket for everybody. Yeah. You do need the buy-in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do need the buy-in and it, but like, you know, sometimes we're, we're the sales force. (laughs) So, so kids are all over the place. So there's different, you probably have to sell multiple times and at different phases and all the things, but there's something, well, values are ground, especially if they come from a grounded place, which we'll talk about in a sec, but values are grounding. So, so when you're, even when you're just asking someone to come sit at the table or to get off social media from, even if you don't even explain what the value is, when you're coming from the value, I think you communicate differently and it feels less naggy and it absolutely feels less complainy and it just feels more like the voice that somebody would listen to. Couldn't agree more. And that's yeah. it. Is that the mother, grandmother voice in the back of my mind that is yes. saying this? Or is that the I want to connect with you. We are one unit. We, you know, loving unconditionally voice that's coming. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Well, and there, so there are then, you know, a lot of people then ask me um, as we're going through this process, well, how the heck am I supposed to do this? I can't just sit down and say, okay, we're going to have a family conversation about values. Some families can do that. Some people have weekly meetings and that is fabulous. My family does not. Some people are able to do this. Or um, one tip that I give them is if they want to have this kind of conversation around the dinner table, which um, is the perfect time to be able to do it, do it in a way that is, um, you know, everyone is grounded. Everyone is regulated. Everyone is already engaged instead of just lobbing it out there. So um, a suggestion that I give is if you do a build your own taco night, or if you build your own pizza night, or do something where everyone is involved in the kitchen, you know, you're already engaged together and regulated together and, and working as a cohesive unit together, then you can start lobbing in. Hey, you know what, what summer's coming up? What do we think about? What do we want to do? How do we want to respond? So on and so forth. And that can naturally work into a values conversation. Um, or another way to do it is through teachable moment moments. So it's more organic. It's more grassroots that, and you don't do it in a judgmental way. So the example that I was thinking about was, you know, you're out and about and you see somebody engaging in some kind of, um, something that, um, is not within your family value. So, um, uh, littering. And, oh, did you see that happen? Well, you know what? I, we like to take care of the planet. And so, you know what, maybe that's one of our family values and, you know, then you can take that into a further conversation. So I love that. I love that. And I think in a minute, we're going to explain to people where we even start in this. Cause I don't even know, you know, you would teach that you would start there. Cause I, I know we're going to, we're going to share with people how they can do this, but I will spoiler share Spoiler alert. The, I know spoiler <laughs> alert. I will share from a personal perspective using actually riffing on that example, which is super interesting about this whole process is, you know, I have a clear set of values that, you know, I actually think it's hugely helpful process to, really articulate like, but we all have them within us already, whether we articulate them or not. So mm-hmm. I have a clear set of values and the earth was not one of them. That was not something that I learned about that was passed on to me. Like it was just one I didn't see. It's not like I don't love nature. Although I don't think I would have camped before I met my husband, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> like I don't love being outside. I don't love a sunny day, but, but being a steward of the earth was just not part of my upbringing. Like it just wasn't, I just didn't even understand it. Yeah. And I married someone for whom this is like probably his number one core value to the point where he could drive to work every day, but he takes the bus like, or walks or, you know, he does whatever it takes yeah. not to drive. And he, you know, he goes out of his way to pick up trash and he got this from his mother who like my, my son, 
son who just applied to college, as I said, um, you know, one of his essays was about when he was three and picking up trash with his grandmother. So it's like very Amazing. much a value in our family that I had to, I didn't have to, but, but I had to understand because actually yeah. even to me at first, when I was like corrected and told like, wait, why did you throw that away? That's recyclable. I used to get like, I used to be like, what are you talking about? Like, don't pick a fight with me, (laughs) you know? But then I understood that it was a value. Like it was such a strong value and I could adopt that value and pass it back on to our kids too. And so that's where I think this is a family practice, Um, whatever your family looks like, you know, whether, whether you're alone or that's with your parent, you know, like whatever that is, exactly. everyone's family looks different is so powerful because we all bring something we all bring something to the, to the table. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's, that's so amazing. All right. So yeah, go ahead. No, you go. That's fine. No, you go. I'm good. <laughs> well, and I was thinking that, um, so then kind of translating that, taking that to the next step with boundaries, um, as we, as it relates to getting ready for the summer. So I like to think of if values are like the house. And boundaries are like the four walls or the pipes or the roof or the door that help form that safety and security in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Those are the top needs that humans need to have met um, and or the, the roadmap. So this is how the boundaries kids need boundaries. We yes. all know that as parents, but they also want boundaries. Yes. They may not articulate that and they may fight it, but their subconscious wants boundaries. Absolutely. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I just felt that. I want everyone to hear that for sure. It's not, it's not, that is not what's supported necessarily by the society we live in right now. No, exactly. Exactly. So um, engaging them in the conversation around the boundaries is so helpful and makes life so much easier. It may be difficult for those first five minutes when you're having to have these conversations, but for the rest of their life, they then understand why boundaries are there. And um, yes, they are still going to push. Yes, they are still going to test. And um, when I was talking about safety and security and foundation, the boundaries must be met consistently as well, because the boundaries where they want the boundaries, they want to know that they're safe. They want to know that you will help them figure out when they have pushed too far. Yep. So you need to be consistent with how the boundaries are maintained yeah. um, as a parent. And um, with that, they then know that they can rely on you. So even when the, it's tough, even when they do something where they have ticked you off, they need to understand that you love them unconditionally, that even though they screwed up, you're still there for them. You're still there to help them realize you're still here to help explain what they could have done differently or help have a conversation with them so that they can figure out what they could have done differently. Consistency with the boundaries is key to the success of anything. I love that. So tell me a little bit about that in a household. So what if, what if partners not on the same page mm -hmm. or that's part of the process is getting on the same page? How how does, I guess if it's a process you do together, In a perfect world, yeah. But I think in the real world, that doesn't always happen. Um, And that's where, you know, kind of having these conversations ahead of time as a family unit is really, really helpful. Um, And then if there is a conflict between parents or, um, you know, whomever the adults are in in the situation, have those conversations aside not in front of the kids. Um, because yes, again, I love that where it's the safety and security, the safe, the kids need to understand the safety and security of the boundary that the boundary was put in place. It was agreed upon. It was a conversation that was co-created. And so there's that. So that that's, that's safety for the child. I'm not saying that 
having a conversation where the parents are having a conversation doesn't make the child feel safe. But um, if there is a conflict around the boundary, that type of conversation needs to be to the side. Yeah. Yeah. And, and back to your, where we all started, which is sort of why you're doing what you're doing in that idea of community. I would definitely say that for, you know, for anyone parenting alone or for anyone not in agreement with even people in their household or their family of origin, I think that's where the tribe, this idea of mm-hmm. community, um, this idea of community really comes in the village because we can find support in many, many places. And so a piece of a piece of creating boundaries is is really coming into them yourself, right? And being comfortable with them yourself. Yeah. And, and our kids are not the right playground for that, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's not something we do with our there's pieces we do with our kids, but that's not the piece we do with our kids. That's the exactly. piece we do with other adults. Exactly. Yeah. That is a I great way it. to say it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So we're create so so let's talk more about about these boundaries and summer and and yeah. So you going back to the values, you figure out what your values are. And again, um, values don't change so much. They may um, be fine-tuned over a lifetime, but boundaries can change definitely. Yes. Um, you know, with the ages and the stages, um, brain development and so on and so forth. And can we just um, clarify, like boundaries, just for anyone listening, like, because we keep using the word kids, like Oh. Boundaries are equally very important for my 18 year old as they are for when he was fabulous five. point. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we forget that. <laughs> and your 25 year old. Yeah. And your 30 year old and your 40 year old, because that then, yes, the dynamics may change, but there are still boundaries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. A great point. So, um, I think going back to the roadmap analogy, the the boundaries can help you for summer figure out, you know, if you haven't already booked summer camp, I think most of us probably have, or activities for our kids. Whenever there's downtime, um, I'll start with downtime first. Whenever there's downtime, it gives you an opportunity or almost like a springboard to be able to figure out what you might want to do if there's downtime. Um, So again, if it's, you know, values can be, we talked about stewardship of the planet. We talked about, um, oh, there's actually, I'll share that example in a minute, but, um, or exploration or faith um, or um, service, caring for others. So those can be great kind of, um, if you think of an outline form, that can those can be headers in an outline, and then you can figure out different things to do under each of those headers. If you already have um, your summer plans where the kids are going to be involved in lacrosse camp or soccer camp or um, or, or art, you're going on arts. family vacation with in-laws and extended family you don't get along with <laughs> and that's already happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the things summer can bring in all of the things that really test our values, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where this is like, like I said, like that safety security blanket that, yes. oh, thanks. I, you know, we're not going to participate in that right now because we're going to go do this. Or, you know, if your kid is in soccer camp and, um, something happens on the soccer field or the coach wants them to do something that, um, actually I can't imagine that that's actually a thing, but let's say that it's not <laughs> a thing. If a, if somebody wants them to do something, you know, um, that is pushing them, um, nope, I need to stop and I need to drink some water or I need to take a minute because yes. that's, um, that's I'm, I'm overexerting or that doesn't make me, that makes me feel angry or that's not supportive or that's not kind. Um, and that's all ages. So that's not, that's not just little kids. It gives the older kids almost an excuse is not the right word, but, um, permission to take a step back that they don't always have to do what they're told because they need to be anchored within their own values. It gives them permission to be them. 
Yeah. I love that. It's also, to me, it's also accountability. So like for me, dinner was, you know, when they were little, it was really accountability for me showing up in the way I wanted to, like, it was, it was something that I put into place and held me accountable. Like, it's not like I wanted to do it every night, but, um, it really did. It kept me focused. And what's interesting is as my kids grew older and probably the temptation to back out of that became Mm. more, they, you know, they would have things like my kids now do things after school. Like that was something, a a boundary I put in place when they were little was we didn't do that because we didn't do anything that sort of fought dinner. Right. And with three kids at different times. So, but then eventually they get to choose and they get to sign up for things and things do you know, we have to organize that. And it's interesting because at times when I give up, they speak up, like they love it. It's a, it's it's a place now that's become important to them. It's safe. It's safe to know that like they leave their friends, they leave the thing, they know they're coming back together to be with us as a family. And it's, it's always surprising to me because you would think that a teenager doesn't necessarily want that, but they do <laughs> like yeah. they, that's safe. It's habit. It's routine. It's tradition. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. actually, they actually like that, right. <laughs> which is really cool. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's not just, you know, uh, that's not just me. That's actually a study. Like there's a study out of Columbia that inter- interviewed a whole bunch of, um, um, kids from inner city Manhattan with all sorts of different situations going on. And they all wished or wanted or liked that family meals were a thing. Right. Yeah. And it was very surprising to a lot of parents, but that was the truth of a whole swath of, of kids. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it gives us another opportunity to connect with our kids, right? On yeah. a completely different level. And with that connectedness, it lets you figure out and lets the kids figure out who they are and like what makes them tick. And I love it. yeah, I mean, that's the fascinating part of parenting. All right. So I hope everybody wants to like come up with your values and figure out what that means in terms of boundaries and really understand like what that look like literally looks like in practice. And I think also we're going to talk a little bit, not here today, but um, we're going to tell you about when, well, you know, what happens when it doesn't go quite as planned or it doesn't work and things go astray. Um, But Jenny has created this um, amazing set of tools um, and I get to hear about them every week. Cause again, she's created this amazing situation within, within flow three, six, like while she's been in flow three sixty five. So I get the constant update. So what I asked her to, if she would be open to doing is teaching ev- everybody who we can gather um, in a week in May, we're going to do it after mother's day so that we're all mm-hmm. really in that energy of how we can show up in the summer. Um, and we're going to take you through this process, right? We're going to take you through this yep. process for a week. Um, so Cause it feels good that. to have your hand held through this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and have the accountability of Jenny and I holding the space and, and Jenny really doing the teaching and doing it in the community of other women who will, I can say from experience of all the, all the different events that we host around here, uh, a variety of ages and kids, which I think is so helpful that we have, you know, that, that everybody's coming from a different spot and can see blind spots um, mm-hmm. in other women. So, so it really will be a community event, which I'm super yep. excited about. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to set up your summer. So we'll put the link to doing that, to signing up for that in the show notes. It is going to be, um, it's going to be free so everybody can come join. And so I'm hoping that there's no reason that you wouldn't do this for your summer, especially if things are coming up around, you know, screen time and messy family vacations and what to do when the kids have a, a, a week off and you need to work like all those situations, they can really, they can test our boundaries. And so this will really set you up from the inside out to respond and from, from a place that will make you proud versus the naggy voice. Right. And then you can reuse, rinse, reuse, recycle throughout all the seasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I'm really excited because I, you know, I talk a lot about values and so I'm pretty clear on what ours are, but I haven't done the work in a while um, to understand 
the boundaries. And I, I, I can tell that my kids are at a different phase and we're, do, you know, this is the year we, we will have graduated someone from high school and he's yeah. going off to college. And I have somebody who's in, you know, going to go, is going to graduate from eighth grade. And so she's going into that experience. Like, so it's just, a, you really do have to think about what this looks like. Also two of my kids are working this year versus going to camp, oh. which is kind of weird, right? They have jobs. Yeah. Like, so at some point I looked at our summer and I was like, like they have more constraints than we do. <laughs> no. Yes, yes, yes. But they'll have new perspectives. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Yep. Yep. So is there anything we're missing? I don't think so. Right. We, we covered a lot. I hope everyone's we, excited about this. We did cover a lot. We did cover a lot. Yeah. No, it's all, it's all good. And I'm really, really excited to kind of expand this out and, um, help you figure, help you figure out what works in your family and how to do it. Yeah. I'm Cause so, it's so, so, so helpful. So helpful. So helpful. Awesome. Yeah. So everyone is going to really get to know you who comes into this experience. Um, and if people are ready to get to know you, even in advance of that, tell us the best way to be in touch with you. Or yes. if for some reason you're listening to this after the fact, um, Jenny has this amazing community of her own. So tell us about that. Yes. So you can find me at ishinebright.com. Bright is spelled B-R-I-T-E. I've got a whole bunch of articles there that are helpful, tips, how to deal with tantrums, how to motivate kids, all kinds of different things. Um, and from there, you can see more about the community that we talked about. Um, so I would love to have you in there. You can also email me at Jenny at iShineBright.com if you have any specific questions. And we will see you in Mia's incredible group of people in May. So excited. So excited. So thank you so much for, for being here today. And thank you in advance for being here in May. Um, because this is gonna be so fun. Thank you. I'm so excited much, to do Mia. the work. <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. Love to I spread know. it. Make All life right. easier. All right. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. But here's the thing about action. I think a lot of us, we get stuck and we get out of action because we think that in order to make the big changes that we crave, our action has to be big. But I have seen over and over and over again that the little things really do add up. In fact, focusing on the little things, the little doable changes, and really committing to them, making them part of your life, making them fit into your days, and letting them build on each other over the course of a year, this creates that big change. So the good news is it can be more doable than maybe we think. So in every conversation I have with a guest, I always choose three doable changes so that you can choose one and really go with it. So choose the one that I share that resonates most. And if you really want to do two, then maybe start with one. And when that one feels like you're in motion, then add in the next one. All right, here are three for my conversation with Jenny. Number one, identify your own values. Values are such a great starting point. In fact, I would say they're kind of a necessary starting point. To identify yours, start with a list of values and cross off any that just don't resonate. Highlight any that do. Read through the list again and keep narrowing it down until you have about five to ten. Journal on what this means to you and how it shows up in your life. And if you want to do this in good company, Jenny and I are hosting a challenge if you're listening to this before May. So come join us and you can do this with us. We have a list of all the values and all the things. So I would love to have you. You can sign up by going to plansimple.com slash challenge. All right. Number two, know your family values. Choose seven to 10 words that define your family or your family values. Do this together. Again, the first one was about your own values. This is about your family values. Maybe you do it at dinner time. Maybe you do it during a family meeting. Connectivity and taking care of the planet happen to be two of ours. I have a conversation where I talk more about values on the podcast. So we've linked to that in the show notes and you can, so you can keep 
keep going into how to choose your family values and really spend time talking about how each value shows up in your life and what do you do or not do because of this value. And this really helps our kids have a way to navigate the choices that they have to make every single day. So what a gift it is to give this to our family and to our kids and have them thinking this way. All right, number three, set a boundary for summer. (laughs) Boundaries should be consistent and clear. Maybe certain boundaries change in the summer, right? Like I can think of technology. Maybe there's a later bedtime or more freedom to choose activities. Think about boundaries that you have or wish you had and get clear on what that looks like for the season of summer. This is literally why we do seasonal 90-day plans in Plan Simple because it's really helpful to really consciously go into each season asking some of these questions. If it's different than what you've been doing in the school year, talk about why, right? Talk about why it's different. You might say you're older now and can have more responsibility or our overall schedule is different in the summer. So we're making some changes around bedtime that we'll maybe revisit when the school year starts again. Maybe you can have more screen time or less screen time, whatever. There's no right or wrong answer. It just might be different. Communicate the boundary clearly. And then the job over the course of the summer is to maintain it. And here's the thing, in case you're like, I don't even want to ever try this, kids need and want boundaries. It's the truth. They really do. So choose one of these. You can't go wrong with any of these doable changes. And again, if you want to pretty much tend to all of three of these in company, come sign up for the challenge that's happening in the second week of May at plansimple.com slash challenge. And I will see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.